Well, praise God. Man, I'm glad y'all are here this morning. Y'all glad to be here? Amen. Well, get your Bibles out. And I want to share a word with you this morning. Let's go to Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Praise the Lord. I had one of these senior moments just a minute ago, walking back in here. I uh, had about three thoughts, and, and then it hit me. I kind of got panicked, like I forgot what I was going to preach this morning, because I already thought of two or three other things. And then, so I'll stumble around here in a minute and get going. <clears throat> I preached a message Wednesday night. And if you didn't hear that message, you need to go listen to it. Uh, as I went home, I began to dwell on that message. And, and uh, I, I was like, wow, that was really good. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I shocked myself sometimes. I was like, man, where did you get that? So I know it's the Holy Ghost. But anyway, and so I want to continue on a little bit, but I'm going to do a little bit of review and I'm going to a little, try to keep on track. I get so distracted with everything going on in the world today. I have so many points to just come up with of why things are wrong, you know, and, and I want to just get on that. I really want to just stand up here this morning and get on my soapbox and just complain and, and tell y'all everything and, and, and just, you know, but I'm trying to stay really off that. So what I want to show you this morning is, you know, how many of y'all remember the old movie, The Wizard of Oz, right? I mean, you know, it was a classic old movie. I remember as a kid seeing it, had nightmares for just weeks after that about them flying monkeys, man. <laughs> Freaked me out, like flying monkeys around here, you know? So uh, anyway, but you know, the point of it is, is that, you know, here's this, this they, they're, they're so afraid and they go up in front of the great and powerful Oz and his fires coming out and everything and the loud booming voice and all that. And they're shaking and trembling. And then, you know, the dog pulls the curtain back, right? And there's just a guy behind there pulling the levers. Well, I really believe that's what's happening today. I believe that that's what we're all seeing today in the world going on right now in the United States. I think a lot of big things are blown out of proportion. I think a lot of things are, you know, uh, look how bad this is. And oh my gosh, this is horrible. And as long as you have the media continue to feed uh, that spirit and to keep throwing coals on the fire that you, um, you know, just keep that before the people and get everybody stirred up. Well, then, you know, uh, that's what they're seeing. I'm shocked at some of the things I've seen this week, and I, I can't even really believe they're true uh, about people. Uh, I, had, I got off on a YouTube chasing deal of people freaking out in elevators because somebody was getting in the elevator with them and they weren't six foot apart or didn't have their mask on right or whatever and having total, complete meltdowns. I mean, like, man, my thought was they need to be medicated. I mean, and boy, you know. If I had a dart gun, I'd shoot them and put them down right quick. You know, I mean, I felt sorry for them. I mean, they were, if it was true, if they weren't acting. And if it was true, I mean, they were having some serious meltdown. And um, I felt sorry for them. And I thought to myself, oh, wait a minute, I forgot. I'm free. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> y'all are in danger now. I forgot to tell you all this this morning. We've got cameras up everywhere. Y'all are in this with me. And if I wanted to, I'd go walk right over there and sit down in that chair and preach from there. So you just don't know what may happen now. So anyway, back to my story. And so people are so freaked out and I feel sorry for them. I'm just like, I, I, I look at them and say like, I'm so sorry that you're so worried that you're so have nothing to hold on to. Don't believe, can't believe God for anything. Don't have any faith, any trust, any whatever, you know, and that, and that bothers me. It hurts my heart. Because you see, I don't care what color you are or what 
sexual orientation you have. If you're a human being, Jesus loves you and therefore I love you. I want to see you get saved. I want to see you go to heaven. I want to see you know your creator. I want to see you hear the voice of God Almighty coming to your heart. And it breaks my heart that people are just so freaked out. So anyway, this morning what I want to do is I'm going to try to just pull the curtain back a little bit and let you see something in your own life, maybe. Right? Because I really, I can't deal with them. I don't know where they are. I can only deal with y'all, deal with myself, deal with everybody out there that's watching the broadcast, right? And so in Luke 6, 45, Jesus said, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Okay? So so in the world today, we have people that are just doing things that just really boggle my mind, boggle my mind, and just, I, I, I'm shocked. But then I have to stop and say, well, don't be shocked. It's just what is real. It's just pull the curtain back and look and see, because what's coming out of their mouth is because of the abundance of evil within their own heart. That's where it originated from, okay? So I was preaching Wednesday night about the heart and about it was about walking in the resurrection power, but I started saying, I said this, and I'm just going to review just a little bit, but you need to go watch the whole message to really get it all, that, you know, the desire of your heart has to be for righteousness. If you want to keep your heart right, if you want to walk in the power of God, walk in the things of God, you have to keep your heart right. Why? Because out of the abundance of your heart, it's either going to come good or evil. Did you notice there's no middle ground? There's not... This gray area, it's good or evil in a story, okay? But if your heart desires righteousness, if you desire to live under the kingdom of God, if you desire the scepter of Jesus' reign of righteousness to be in your life, if that's the world you want to live under, see, I totally trust Jesus. I totally trust Jesus. If Jesus says, Robert, I want you to go to do this, then I trust him that it's going to be okay, even though I can't see it. If he says, don't do that, well, then I trust him. He's smarter than I am. Are y'all with me? And over a course of time, I've learned to listen to him and not to me. I always have a voice. Like I've told the Lord, the Lord knows me. He knows me well. He just... I'm the son, you know, the story of the two sons, the one son went and his father said, I want you to go out to the field and work with the laborers. And he said, okay, but then he didn't go. And the other son, he said, I want you to go out in the field and work with the laborers. He said, I'm going out there, but then felt guilty and went back and did it. I'm the second son. I always am. The Lord knows that. I'm going to complain right up front. I'm going to tell him why it's a dumb idea. I'm going to say, I don't want to do it. They ain't going to listen. Nobody's going to happen. I, and then I said, okay, I'll do it. But your heart has to desire righteousness. Your heart has to desire God's kingdom to advance his kingdom on the face of earth, not your kingdom. Okay. And then the second thing was, is that you have to have a clear conscience before God and man. And I'm asking you today, I'm asking everyone out there watching, do you have a clear conscience with God? If God, has God asked you to do anything or stop doing anything or, you know, anything that he's asked you to do and you have not done it. Well, then if you have a little Check in your heart. I'm just telling you, you don't have a clear conscience with God. So what happens is your faith is in ruin because you can't have faith with God because you don't think he's going to answer your prayer because you know that you're not right with him. Woo! 
Look at that person beside you and say, yeah, man, I know what he's talking about. If you don't have faith in your heart, you, you can't get anything from heaven. Are y'all with me? If you, got, if you know, I mean, come on. I mean, that would be saying, I know pastor's mad at me and he isn't going to do anything, but I want to go see if I can't ask him for something, but I know he's not going to give me anything because he's mad at me because I did something ugly. Right? I'm amazed at people. I, 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 every week I get a certain amount of, I wouldn't call it hate mail, but it's disagreement mail. So if I preach on the rapture, well, then all the mid-tribbers send me stuff. And if I preach on hell, then all the grace people send me stuff. If I preach on grace, the hell people send me something. You know, I'm always being trying to be steered by everybody else who doesn't pastor a church what you should do, what I should be preaching. It's kind of like taking your car to the mechanic who only read the book about being a mechanic. He's never been a mechanic and asking him to fix your car. So it's. You got to have a clear conscience before God, or you're not going to walk in faith. Okay? So then the third thing was simply this you need to have a pure heart. And the only way you're going to keep your heart pure, okay, because it says every issue of life comes out of your heart. And if you don't keep your heart, then it's going to be tainted, it's going to be contaminated. All right? And so the only way to do this, to walk in these three things, is to, is to have fellowship with God. And so 1 John 1 and 5, this is all in Wednesday night's message, 1 John 1 5, you know what it says, that if you walk with God and you stay in the light, then the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all sins, you can repent, everything's good, right? Well, pulling the curtain back this morning, and what I want to show you about the Wizard of Oz, pulling the curtain back, is I want you to understand, upon the face of the earth right now is a doctrine of devils and deceiving spirits going around trying to get everything done, but its purpose is, is so deceitful because on the outside it looks like they're, it's just trying to get something accomplished, but the truth of the matter is it's trying to break you down so you don't have fellowship with God. Hear me. Okay, let's just get it started this morning. All right. Oh, new gun laws coming. So you get angry and you're saying, sure, I ain't going to take my gun. I'll tell you what, I'll come out of my cold dead hand to pray. And so all of a sudden you're angry. So then you're mad. So then you get in a fight with your wife. You get in there, kick the dog, run the cat off. Man, nobody can live with you. Go to the cafe, spout off a bunch of things you weren't supposed to say. Okay. Are you right for being mad and all this kind of stuff like that? Well, yes, but there's a, there's, you got to look behind the curtain. Behind the curtain is trying to get you to break your fellowship with God and get anger on the inside of your heart so your heart's not right because all issues come from the heart. And so the devil, he's over there just playing this thing. He just pulling knobs. Oh, I got him going. Whoa! And so you get angry, so you get your heart off. And when you get your heart off, you don't have fellowship with God. And then when there's no fellowship with God, you know what happens? He's got you. Folks, this is what we've got to understand. It's not the LBGT agenda. It's not the gun agenda. It's not the Black Lives Matter agenda. It's not this. It's breaking fellowship with God. That's what the devil is trying to do. And he'll irritate you and 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 irritate you till you finally fall back into the flesh. And when you fall back into the flesh, then now you've broken your relationship with God. You're not getting the, the juice from heaven. Man, I'm preaching good. 
You're not getting the juice from heaven. And he's broken your fellowship. And he sits back and laughs because I, I hate to tell you all this. And, and I mean, you know, you, whatever. Listen, the devil doesn't care about your agendas. The devil doesn't care about anybody's agendas. The devil doesn't want to see people of any sort, color, whatever, get free. He doesn't care about that. He wants to torment people. He hates humanity because God loves humanity. His agenda that he's pulling behind the curtain is kill them all. Make them suffer as much as they can. But he's smart. He's smart. So we got to not fall in his trap. We have to be people who are wiser and wise to what's going on. And when the great and powerful Oz comes up and says, whoa, this is what I'm going to do. You say, it's just a little chump behind the curtain over there. No need to be scared. Because we want to run, pulling our hair, running down the road. Ah! Hello? I'll be honest with you, man. I'm irritated about all this thing going on with you. I'm just irritated. That's a nice word have a few more, that, I, but I ain't used them on church. But I'm just irritated. I'm irritated at the price of shells. I'm not scared. I'm just irritated that they want me to pay $60 a box for ammo, that I used to pay only $20 a box for ammo, and so then I can't go shoot as much because some yo-yo went and messed with everything. That's what I'm mad about. It's selfish. It's self-centered. I, I admit it because it got in my pocketbook, and I don't like it. All right? But there's a lot of other things I'm irritated about. Mm. Okay, so let me get into this a little more. I want you to look at um, Mark 7. Let's go to Mark 7. Now, Jesus is speaking again. We're talking about the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking. Mark 7, 15 says, There's nothing that enters a man from the outside which can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. Okay? So the word defile, let me, let me explain to you what that word means. The word defile means to make common. Okay? Or it also, in the Jewish sense, the Levitical priesthood sense, it means to make unholy. In other words, they always had to take the vessels and they had to go and, and uh, you know, have them sanctified and oil and all this kind of things certain way and then it was holy could be used in the tabernacle wasn't unholy y'all with me <clears throat> i'm getting so sick sick of commercials come to our store we've cleaned the carts we've sanitized everything we've got everything there please come we're free and i'm like it doesn't work that way what are you talking about? <gasps> dry cleaners. Get your clothes dry clean. 99% effective from killing coronavirus. I heard that one this week. I'm serious. And I'm like, oh, folks, 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 folks. Now everybody's trying to play up on this thing, right? Have y'all ever seen, just to make sure that we're all on the same page, have y'all ever seen any picture or video or anything about what... Uh, in biohazard facilities where they're working with viruses and stuff, the, the suits that people wear in order to not catch the virus that they're working with. Have y'all ever seen those big giant bubble rubber, all things like that? You can't put a, it's not like they didn't just get the glad trash bag out of the, 
cleaner over there and cut some armholes and put that thing on and then they were safe, right? No, they got this huge, it's a huge deal like this to keep them from catching the virus. I haven't seen that. But you know what irritates me the most? You know what irritates me the most? Why isn't there a commercial about building your immune system? Why isn't there a commercial about we need to be healthy at this time, Americans, if we want to stand and fight against this virus that's come in there? Why isn't there something going on to say, look, have y'all taken your vitamins? If you just take zinc and melatonin and some of these other things like this and take this, it would be good for you. And, and, and vitamin D, we got to take vitamin D. You're not absorbing enough. Have we heard any of this kind of stuff? No, no. <clears throat> but if you don't get a shot vaccination, you can't have the, you cannot celebrate the 4th of July this year. That just makes me want to throw the largest party we have ever had just to be obstinate. I'm sorry. Jesus is not telling me that or anything. I'm just saying that's the rebellion on the inside of Robert Richards. I just want to say just the heck with it, okay? My point is, is that lies and deception are going, always going on that, 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 that they, they say Okay, what Jesus said right here that he says, it's nothing that's going to come from the outside that's going to defile you, but it's what's coming from the inside of you. What you have to be worried about right now, church, is what's on the inside of you. I'm not saying you don't have to worry about the coronavirus or whatever. You got to worry about rattlesnakes biting you. Huh? Uh, What's a spider? Uh, Brown recluse. You got to worry about that. But nobody says anything about that. Getting bit by a stinging scorpion. Season's coming. Are y'all with me? In other words, you can't let the media and you can't let the world put you and focus you and push you and, 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 and drive you. You've got to be driven from what's on the inside of your heart. And what's on the inside of your heart needs to be pure and right with God and you having fellowship with him so you can make sure you're on the right track. That's why we have freedom prayers. So we can get our hearts right, okay? But if your heart's wrong, then it says, listen to this. It stands to reason that if your heart can defile you, defile meaning make common. Now, y'all gonna like this. If your heart can do something that will make you uncommon or unclean, right? Then if your heart did what's right, Right? If your heart did what's wrong, it, it had an effect. But then that means what your heart did right would also have an effect. So if your evil coming into your heart is going to make you common, well, then good coming out of your heart's going to make you supernatural. Are you hearing me? Good coming out of your heart's going to make you supernatural. Holy Ghost, wired and inspired to go out for him. So you can look at things as a glass half empty or half full. You can look at it in the negative sense or the positive sense. So we want to have a pure heart. We want our hearts to be right with God. And in so doing, when we then act upon it, boom, the supernatural is there for us. Folks, we've got to start moving in the supernatural. All the supernatural is, is you're in the natural and it's super. So the Bible says, Proverbs 18, 21, that death and life is in the power of the tongue, right? So for a long time, there's been a doctrine taught about, you know, if you speak the word and just say the word, then, you know, everything will line up and, and it'll, it'll, it'll just work. But that's only if it comes out of your heart, not your head. Because the heart's what's making something happen. 
out of the head, you're just saying words. But if it's coming from your heart, are you hearing what I'm saying here? Then you become supernatural. We've got to become supernatural Christians. We've got to be the voice of reason that stands up in this world and say, no, we're not doing that. I was thinking about this the other day, just to throw it out there. Maybe somebody will hear this and get inspired. But you know, whatever you're walking through, that's what you have a passion for. So like right now, if you're going to t-ball games and little, bit, little league games and our, our kids are older and they're doing sports, whatever like that, you're involved in that. You're involved in the school activities and what's going on. If you don't have kids or, you know, if you're a grandparent, you may like, yeah, yeah, you know, but you're not really like that involved. Hello? Sorry, but it's the truth. And so whatever you've got a passion for, that's what, I mean, whatever you're involved in, that's what you'll have a passion for. Well, what would happen if, you know, we're always talking about, yeah, things are so wrong. Things are going wrong. Things are that's not right. We're not, this is not right. But what would happen if all the parents showed up at the PTA meeting? Like how many, how many students do we have in Utopia? Anybody got any idea? Okay, so there, if there's 200 students in Utopia, well, there's got to be at least 100 parents. I mean, if everybody was not married. Or didn't have a spouse, right? But there should be 200 parents. What if 200 parents crowded in to a meeting? No, I'm, that's right. What am I saying? Thank you, Skip. I see Skip's over there figuring me out over there. If there's 200 students, there's got to be at least 200. Thank you, Skip. You with me? Let me get my math right here. There's got to be at least 200. There should be four, but there's got to be at least two. But what happens if 400 parents showed up and said, we're not doing this anymore? Well, nothing. No, I think something would. Take a larger school, school where there's 1,000 students, 2,000 people show up. You see, folks, the reason why we say we can't do anything, but you can do something. You can stand up and do what's right. And whatever you're involved in right now and you have a passion for, you can stand up in the middle of it and say, no, I'm not going to do it and be supernatural. Believe God's on your side. Walk in the middle of it. Are y'all with me? Church, if the good people don't stand up and do something right now, then the bad people are just going to triumph. I thought about that statement. Thomas Jefferson said that, I believe. You know, when, it, when evil triumphs, when good men do nothing, that's a racist statement nowadays because you didn't include the, the bad people. And the way the world's going, are y'all with me? It's so stupid. Everything's out of control. Trees are a bad thing now. Trees. Trees. Trees are a bad symbol. You can't have a tree in anything because it represents hanging. I was like, every time I see a tree, I don't think about a hanging. I went and looked it up. 83 years ago was the last time a person was hung. Public hanging. 83 years ago. So you're just warped and twisted in your heart to think that because you've been defiled on the inside of you because you've had so much garbage sun on the inside of you that you don't know what victory is. You don't know what liberty is. You don't know what Jesus is because you're not having fellowship with him. So it just keeps spewing out of your mouth until you're just doing dumber and dumber things. But we got to keep our hearts pure because you got to watch it. See what I'm saying? You get caught up in anger. You get caught up in malice. You get caught up in all these things like this. And it gets in you. It's going to defile you. And then you're not going to be shooting straight. Are you hearing me? 
Church, we've got to understand this message this morning. You've got to be able to pull the curtain back and see the devil just wants to break your fellowship with God. You cannot have your fellowship broken with God. You have got to walk with him in the light as he is in the light, what 1 John says, so that the blood of Jesus can cleanse you from all your sins. Go back to Mark 7, verse 17. He said, and when he had entered the house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. Now, Jesus told this parable about being defiled, and they didn't understand it. So he said, are you without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatever enters a man... From the outside cannot defile him because it does not enter his heart, but his stomach and is eliminated, thus purifying all food. And he said, what comes out of a man, that's what's going to defile a man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. And all these things come from within and defile a man. So you see, the whole plan here. From what Jesus is saying, the whole plan is to get you out of broke, in, into broken fellowship. And then in the broken fellowship, y'all know, you know, it starts little. Remember Jesus saying a little leaven leavens the whole lump? It starts off as a little thing. And then before long, you're just the raven lunatic over here. Because it started as a little seed and you've just carried it on. How many, come on, huh? I shouldn't probably touch this, but I'm going to. How many of you husbands and wives have gotten in a fight and fought for a long time over something, and then it got finally to the place you couldn't remember what you were fighting about. You just know something was wrong. You did something. They did something. But you can't really recall the thing or how it really went down. No, it's never happened, no. (laughs) Pastor, we don't know what you're talking about, no. We've never seen that before. It's never really... Never really come apart in our life. And right now the wife is saying, you idiot, you know. But see, it started out as something little and it kept building and kept building and kept building and kept building. And you don't know why you're mad. You just know you're mad because you know they did something wrong. And then every time you get when they do something wrong again and you get in a fight again, then you bring that up. But it's been brought up so many times, it's like you don't even know what it is, but it's just there and whatever. Folks, I'm telling you, that's what I'm talking about. That little defilement on the inside of you is going to keep going. It's going to keep festering. It's going to keep getting bigger. And you wonder why everything's messed up. You wonder why there's no joy. You wonder why there's no peace. You wonder why you're not having, why isn't God talking to me? Now you're mad at him. And it's because your heart's not in the right place. Maybe you feel like God let you down because he didn't do something the way you wanted it done. And like I've tried to tell y'all, you're not in charge. He's God, you're not. And you more than likely don't know the full story. How many times in life I didn't know the full story? How many times in life I've judged somebody or thought ill of somebody or, you know, whatever, and, and then found out the real story, and I was like, oh, that's why they're like that. So I quit doing it because I just realized we're all crazy. Some to some degrees and others, but we're all nuts. All of us. And if you think you're, if you feel like this morning you're not crazy, well then, that is your sign. (laughs) Might be over here on the pride scale, you know, of crazy. Are y'all with me? So what the devil's trying to do is get you a broken fellowship. He's trying to get you broken fellowship somehow. 
So right now he's after stirring up all the rednecks. And you've already contemplated war, murder, booby traps, devices. Everything's gone through your mind. You've already dreamed it all up. You've already been there. You're tired from waging war in your mind. It's the truth. So many of us, man, we've, we're tired because all we've been doing is waging war within our minds, whatever your war is. And, my, and the thing that I'm telling you this morning that you need to be afraid of is your broken fellowship with God. Listen to me. I don't know how this thing's going to shake out, but I want you to know this. I'm not scared. I would like to know, I would like to have a word from the Lord beforehand so I could at least have enough coffee in store. You know, there's a few things like that that are pretty important to me. I like my cup of coffee in the morning. I'd like to know that I had ample supply of coffee. Most of the rest of it I've got covered, okay? But I'm just saying. But I don't want to have my fellowship broken with the Lord. And that's the most important and precious thing to me is 1 John 1. To be able to stay in, walking with him in the light. To be able to know that no matter what is going on, I can stop and say, Jesus, what do you want me to do? Or to trust that Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all of my heart and not lean to my own understanding, but in all of my ways acknowledge him and he shall direct my paths, that my paths are being directed that the step that I'm taking is going to be in the right one, in the right direction, even if it seems scary. I'd rather have that confidence than anything in the world. Folks, listen to me. You've got to realize how fragile life is. Some virus got from Wuhan, China to Utopia. And had it truly been a deadly virus, things would be a lot worse. Could have been a virus that wiped out all of humanity. And it's spread everywhere. And there's really nothing you could do about it. I thought about this, and I'm, I do not mean this. I don't know what the word is. Um, I don't mean this to be ugly. But I really think <clears throat> that we ended up with a mask on our face like this. But what the devil really wanted was us gagged like this. He wanted us to turn that mask sideways, and he really wanted to gag us. Because if you can't preach the gospel, then you're of no effect. And I really think the mask wearing was about the devil behind the scenes, hoping to get it around our mouth and shut us up. Try to shut our churches down. Succeeded in a lot of places. Succeeded in a lot of places. I've heard stories of churches where pastors got scared and, and everything, and shut, shut the church down, and then the church never came back. Churches of 600, just nothing. Churches of 1,000, running 100 people. Just didn't come back. Where'd they go? I don't know. Maybe they listened to the water hole today. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But I just know that the voice of the gospel was really hurt. Because I don't care what denomination you are, whatever, if you're preaching Jesus, that's a good thing. Even if it's a milk toast kind of Jesus. At least it's Jesus. Right? And so my point is, I'm going to say it one more time, is he wants you to have broken fellowship. So you've got to ask yourself, is your fellowship broken? Do you have a clear conscience this morning before God? 
Do you want righteousness? Is that what your desire is for righteousness? And is your desire to have a pure heart? The Bible says those that have a pure heart, you know what happens? They see God. They see God. And I don't know about y'all, but I think that's a pretty big deal. I would rather know him and be known in heaven than to accomplish something on this earth that meant nothing. Hello? Now, I've told you all this many times. I really believe you're going to be shocked when you get to heaven. I think when you get to heaven, a lot of y'all are just going to say, what? When you look at your mansions and, and, and what God's done for all the things that y'all have done and, and, and the kind of church you are and the giving that we've done and reached around the world, I think you're going to be really surprised and really shocked. But I really believe with all of my heart that at this time right now, we have to be supernatural. I believe that the calling, on, the, 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 the calling of God on you right now is to rise up more than you've ever risen up before. And maybe you are the person who's going to lead the, the, the charge in, in, in some area that you have a passion for. But we've got to stand up for righteousness. Hello? We've got to, for church. If we don't, and we just remain silent and say, oh, well, God will work it all out, la, 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 and you don't say anything to your friends, your relationship, your family, now's the time. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now is the time. You don't want to get back completely into a corner. It's like the other day I was at a store and I saw, a, I don't know what he'd call it, a bomb shelter or something like that, I guess. And uh, I was looking at it and, you know, and you, you, you dig a hole in your backyard and put this thing in. And I just got a real problem with digging holes and crawling in them. Right? Because it's real close to a grave. And there's no back door. And so I was looking at this and I was like, man, is that where we're getting to? And I stopped right there and I just looked at it and I prayed and I said, Lord, is that where we're getting to? That we're going to be like Israel? Because always it said in Israel that they ran to the caves and the dens and the holes when the other armies would come and attack them because there's nobody strong enough. And I was just praying about that. I said, Lord, let, let like in Judges, let a, let a Gideon rise up right now in our land. Let something rise. Let somebody rise up, Lord God, in this land. Let their, Lord, I just pray that somebody would rise up in this land because I ain't going to the pit. I'm not going to crawl in a cave. I am not digging a hole in my backyard. If anybody wants to come and find what I have at my house, they're going to find it. And I mean that in the worst sense, not the best. I want to be bold as a lion. I want to stand in the face of adversity and say, no, I want to be supernatural. I don't know about y'all, but I want to be supernatural. I don't want to be Superman. I just want to be supernatural. I just want to see God moving in my life and my family and my, ch my children and my grandchildren. I just want to see God moving in the things and I want them to know God. And I want us to walk in the light and have fellowship with him. And I guarantee things are not like I, like I want them to be. But that irritation, that disgust, if you don't do something with it and get it right, you're only going to break your fellowship with God. You be careful. Realize that everything coming against you right now is demonically done from behind the curtain to get you to break your fellowship with God. Don't let it happen. Stand strong. Stand in the face of her and say, no, I'm fellowship with the Lord. I don't know what y'all do. I'm reading my Bible. See, that's the beautiful thing, and I'm going to close on this. The beautiful thing is I already have the answer in my hand. And as long as I stick to this, I don't have to have an opinion. 
You hear me? I don't have to have an opinion. It's not my opinion. It's God's opinion. When they and them said, you know, that we're deplorables and that we just cling to our Bibles and our guns, they're 100% right. I cling to my Bible and my guns. Because then that, that way it makes it easy for me. I just have to say, well, what does it say in the Word? Oh, no, that's not in here. I'm sorry. We don't do that. And keep my fellowship with him. Amen? So look at the person beside you and say, wow, pastor barely got out of that. Stand up if you would. I want y'all to know, man, I love y'all. I really do. I want to see us win. I want to see you happy. I want to see you walking in victory. And we, we were in some troubled times. And I wish it was easy because what we really want is it to be easy. Right? I mean, really, that's what we want. We want it to be easy. But it's not right now. And so we have some issues to fight through, and I'm trying to teach you the best that I can how to stay on track. So uh, we're going to have to stay together. I encourage you next week, listen, are we, is next week at dinner on the grounds? Man, you need fellowship. We need to talk to each other. We need to develop relationships, church. That's the main thing we need to do. So be bold. Come next week with preparing to, to stay and to visit. And, and uh, maybe we should do it like... Uh, what was that old crazy game we used to play where every now and then you had to get up and everybody had to rotate tables, you know? Yeah, I guess that would be really highly contagious, but well, you know. <clears throat> anyway, but you need, to, you need to rotate around, meet some people, talk to some people, visit. You may no telling who you could meet, and you may need that person. Because, see, when we all become supernatural, we're not all going to be supernatural exactly the same way. So you may need that person that's got that supernatural over there and you got some supernatural over here. And you say, hey, I'll give you a little of my supernatural if you give me a little of yours. Amen? So praise God. Let me pray over you. Uh, matter of fact, we got our prayer team today. We got a prayer team up here. Uh, if you're on the prayer team, come on up and, and, and uh, be here. Folks, prayer works. If you're out there watching today, listen, I just want you to know Jesus loves you. Man, he, 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 you mean the world to him. He loves people. And so if you're out there today, I just want to encourage you. If you're not right with Jesus, well, then make it right with Jesus. Where you are, you can pray. You can ask him to come into your heart. You can have some time. Listen, now's the time to sit down and get right with God. If you're in here today and you just want to pray about anything, got somebody, family member sick, anything going on, you just want to pray. We're up here to pray with you, okay? But I want you to take the hand of the person beside you, if you would, because I want to bless you as you go. Now, look at that person before you bow your heads and get all holy. Look at that person beside you and say, you know, you're looking more supernatural. So, Father, I pray that's the truth. I pray right now, Lord, over all the people, all, everybody watching, everybody in here, that, Lord, that today that we will be those supernatural Christians, that we will keep our hearts right with you, Lord, that we will be walking in 1 John 1, Lord, in fellowship with you and in the light with you. And in that, in so doing, Lord, it's going to bring us into a place to not being defiled, not being common, but being supernatural because it's going to come out of our hearts, Lord, the abundance of our hearts. So, Lord, today I just pray.
that you bless the people, that as we go out, Lord, that you just do signs, wonders, and miracles amongst us, that the people, Lord, are going to have revelations of you. And Lord, I ask today that you bless them exceedingly, abundantly, beyond they could even think or ask, and give us people to run across this week that we can witness to and preach to and share the gospel and bring them, Lord, to know you. And so, Lord, I thank you for it. Bless them, Lord, right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.